Welcome to Pursuing Biblical Masculinity, a podcast where we explore God's Word to uncover the disciplines we need to live out our faith. Our goal is to help men not just know Scripture, but to help them put it into practice so that they can stand firm in their faith. In this episode, we are continuing our journey through Ephesians chapter 5 and looking at what are the disciplines of a husband who is pursuing godliness and really trying to be the husband that God has called us all to be. Over the last few episodes, we've seen how we are called to a sacrificial love and a sanctifying love towards our wives. And it's been my goal to give you practical advice on how to do this, and I really pray that you've been putting this into practice in your own marriage. Today, we are continuing looking at this chunk of scripture, and Paul lays out for us another way in which we can love our wives. So let's read Ephesians 5, 28 through 33 together. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his mother and father and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. As we look at this chunk of scripture, a number of things are going to come out for us. In this section of scripture, Paul is calling us to love our wives in the same way that we love ourselves. Now, when we look at the English, it says in verse 28 that you should love your wife as you love yourself. Uh, I think the Greek is actually much stronger here. Should is a really interesting word. Uh, it's actually a word that I don't like to use very much. My coach calls me out if I use this. Uh, it's also something, you know, Tony Robbins has a joke, you know, you can should all over yourself, right? There's all these things that we should do in our lives, but we don't actually do them because we haven't made them a must yet. But if we look at the Greek, it's a lot more of a must than a should. Uh, the Greek word uh, actually has a deeper meaning like to owe or to be under obligation or to have a duty. There's a bond here in this relationship between the man and the wife and the man owes his wife the type of love as he loves himself, that he's obligated to love his wife, that it's his duty to love his wife as he loves himself. And Paul really doubles down on this uh, as we, we see kind of the second part of that, right? For he who loves his wife loves himself. It's almost like circular here, uh, where he's saying, love your wife as you love yourself, because if you do, you're actually showing that you love yourself, right? Uh, it's this really interesting way that he describes it. Because in marriage, we become one. Now, obviously not in a physical sense, but relationally, we are one entity now. We are taking two separate people and we are instituting a covenant together. So you have a covenant obligation to love your wife. You have a covenant duty to love your wife as you love yourself. Now, Paul doesn't just leave us hanging here. He begins to talk about what that looks like. In verse 29, he says, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. He's saying that you naturally care for yourself. You provide for yourself to maintain yourself at some level, right? If you're a sane, functioning person, you care about yourself. You take care of yourself. You eat food. You drink water. The ways that we provide and nourish for ourselves, we should be doing in the same way, with the same level of intentionality and intensity for our wives. 
And we do this in really four different ways. We, we do this physically. We provide for our physical needs. Uh, maybe this is the food we eat, but also this is the physical relationship that we provide for that physical relationship, the physical intimacy that our wife needs. Uh, we do this emotionally. We provide for our own emotional needs. Uh, we need to help and stand by our wife and love our wife in that same manner. We provide for our relational needs and we need to be that deep connected relationship. Yes, we have relationships with other people, but the relationship with our wife should be our best relationship that we have and it should be our primary concern. And then spiritual, we've talked about the elements of that spiritual providing uh, in our previous episode. We talked a little bit about sanctification and even the one before that, we talked about sacrificial love. So the same way that you provide for yourself in these four areas, we're also supposed to love our wives with that same level of intensity as she works through these things. And we're supposed to be with her in that whole process. Now, who do we look to as our model for this? Paul tells us again at the end of this, uh, verse 29, he says, just as Christ does for the church. Christ provides and nourishes his church. He does so with his word. He does so with his presence. He does so with intercession. I mean, there's so many ways that Christ provides for his church. And because we are part of the church, we are part of Christ. That's what it means to be in Christ. That, that whole idea of marriage where we're engrafted in with one another. We are in Christ because we are in relation. We are in a covenantal union with Christ. And Paul begins to pull all this together in the middle of this section where he quotes Genesis 2.24, where it says, a, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This is what God says as he institutes marriage in the beginning of the Bible between Adam and Eve. Now, God created Adam and Eve, but he gives this command that a man leaves his family and is united with his wife. The two shall become flesh. And then Paul says, this was a representation all the way back at the beginning of scripture of Christ in his church, a profound mystery being revealed to us in the gospel as an example of how Christ loves his church and then reflects back to us as godly men saying, this is how you are to love your wife because it's a reflection of my love for you in the way I provide for you, in the way I nourish you, in the way I cherish you, you should be doing the same thing for your wife because as you do for your wife, you do for yourself because you two are in one another. That covenantal union, just as we are in Christ. I mean, this is such a powerful picture of redemptive history where we see the Bible connected from the beginning all the way to the gospels of how Christ is fulfilling this, this covenantal picture that God put into play all the way back in Genesis chapter two. And men, we get an opportunity to live in that and walk in that. And it's actually a blessing, not just for our wives, but for us as well, as we lead in love this way. I, I just, I'm blown away by how God does this through scripture. And it's so cool to see the connections uh, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And, and Paul wraps this whole section up with a very, very specific, easy command for us to understand. It says, let each one of you, talking to the men here, love his wife as himself. Men, that's our job. We love our wives as ourselves. We do this uh, sacrificially. We love her uh, in, in the sanctification process. And we love her as we love ourselves. And then it gives the wives a command. It says, and let wives see that she respects her husband. Now, men, I get this last section. We want respect. But notice that it's our command and our obligation comes first. Paul's actually specifically addressing the men here. He says, let each one of you love his wife as he loves himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. He's disconnecting our responsibility from her responsibility. He's disconnecting what we do from what we expect. 
He's saying love your wife in this way, not because she will respect you. That's on her. That's between her and the Lord. He's saying love her this way because this is what you are called to do. Our command comes first. You want respect? Be a man that's worth respect. Now, it's important to know that you're not always going to get what you want. Um, we have to do these things. We have to love without expectation. We're not guaranteed that our wives are going to magically start respecting us. We have to build consistency. We have to build trust. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about what those specific disciplines are. Um, but God has called you to, to do the things that he's called you to do as a man and as a husband. And to let your wives do the things that God has called her to do. And as you submit to the Lord and you submit to the will of God, he's the one that's going to cherish and nourish you because you are part of his church and you are in Christ. And that's where your satisfaction will come. And I can guarantee you begin to love your wife this way. It's going to make a difference in your marriage because this is the way that God designed marriage to work. So a couple of questions for you as we close out this episode. The first one is this. In what ways do you love your wife as you love yourself? The next is the inverse of this. In what ways have you fallen short of this command? And lastly, put together a plan, maybe a few simple things that you can do to help nourish and provide for your wife physically, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually. If you're wanting to grow in this area, coaching is a great uh, resource. It's something that I've used personally in my life for years to help me grow and build a better marriage because I need somebody that I can talk to and bounce ideas off of uh, and go deeper in those conversations and honestly hold me accountable in these areas. Uh, so if you'd like to learn a little bit more about how coaching could help you build a stronger uh, God-focused marriage, sign up for a free discovery session today at reformedandredeemed.org.